You know what? Now that you you mentioned lighting and photography, I got a little bone to pick with you. Oh yeah? Bring yeah. it. So I've I've taken quite a significant hiatus from social media and I was doing <laughs> a little catching up on the IG. Yeah. And you had a post that said, no one ever told me I would be so concerned with lighting. I was like, really? No one ever <laughs> suggested the importance? Nobody. Never figured it out all on my own. Pulled myself by my own up by my own bootstraps. Self-made man, Micah. No, you obviously have had a significant impact on anything photography related for me, but I will say that comment, and you're referencing my IG, I'm assuming. Yeah. And don't remember which picture it was, but uh, that comment was really aimed at, I was never that concerned with the lighting in my house, mostly. Like I never thought about, you know, windows facing which direction or anything like that, just in terms of photography, right. <laughs> like, you know, you think of it, okay, you don't want your house to get super hot in Arizona, <laughs> right. you know, we want trees in front of you, a little bit of shading or whatnot, but now I know, and I've made this comment to my wife several times about how there are certain time frames that I can catch good lighting in the house now. And once those time frames pass, and they're pretty short, they're like, you know, an hour tops. So it's a little difficult. And I go into some of these, uh, anytime I go into a house or a building or something like that, I was, it's like one of the first things that crossed my mind, especially if like there's big windows or the lights coming in nice. I'm just thinking, oh, yeah, man, this would be a, uh, this would be a great room to, to shoot <laughs> Someone drinks. get me a drink. <laughs> exactly. I have told a, a number of people, like our neighbors who are doing an addition to their house right now, we walk through just the kind of the framing of it. And it was kind of a, later in the afternoon. And I, and the first thing I was like, oh, you're going to be able to get, you can get some good shots here. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they're like, what? That, huh? What are you talking about? And I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm thinking cocktail photography. And they're like, bring them over, you know, bring them over and <laughs> feel free to shoot here. Just bring some extra for us. I said, all right, no problem. It's good to be back on the mic with you, buddy. Um, far too long, obviously, but uh, you know, I feel like we have, we took a little hiatus here from always parched. We always do. Yes. It's uh, been, I wouldn't say lost, but never forgotten. It's just kind of been backburnered for a minute there you know, uh, small kids and jobs and pandemics and all that shit kind of got in the way a little bit. I feel like we've had to explain ourselves, or at least I've had to explain myself to random people when they're like, how's the podcast going? And then yeah. I, you know, feel ashamed. And then I'm <laughs> like, well, you know what? It's, it's a home bartending is a hobby and our podcasting is a hobby of that hobby. So when you start going that many inception levels down, it's not always the... <laughs> biggest priority right we, yeah. we do it we do it when we do it well you know i'd say it's uh it's not the highest priority but it it brings me enough joy to always kind of have it have kind of had it in the background of like oh we really yeah. need to do that. or anytime i'm i have a new drink or a new spirit or whatever i just i, I try to take mental notes and think, Oh, this, this would be something good to talk about. Obviously that list has grown beyond uh, 
what we could actually fill right for <laughs> in sure. a podcast episode, but uh, we got enough to work with. But um, but this is just say we're back. Yeah, we will. We'll start start getting this show on the road again. I guess. Yeah, I uh, I we joked and said this was season two, but it's probably more accurate to be season three. Yeah. I think not even just year wise, even though it probably makes sense. Yeah. And I, I was um, watching well, listening slash watching a YouTube channel where this guy was talking about his podcast and uh, some of the numbers made me feel better. One, most podcasts stop after seven episodes. Really? Yeah. So I was like, all hmm. right, well we beat that. And then even if yep. you do uh, our podcast number, which I think is like, 25 divided by three the amount of years we've been doing it we still average more than seven episodes a season <laughs> so we're still sticking with it better than than most and the one that really shocked me was if you get 26 downloads in the first week of a putting out a podcast you are doing better than 50 percent of the podcasts out there wow and and at this point i have to imagine there is a just a ton of podcasts. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen our numbers a handful of times. And so when I heard that number, I was like, oh, I actually feel quite a bit better about our podcast if, if yeah. that's kind of the benchmarker. I would be interested in, in, in kind of taking a gander now. But, uh, but really, I just like hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Like having a drink and, uh, and hopefully like uh, bringing some, some knowledge to somebody out there and uh, giving them a little heads up. I, I got to say, I definitely have had a lot of positive feedback, but a lot of kind of interest, you know, people always seem to ask me how to do this at home or how, you know, just for general tips. And for, it seemed like for the first, I don't know, year or so, especially once we started doing this, I'd always get the questions a lot, but never see any actual results. And right. now it seems like, people actually will send me pictures of their drinks that they've made or post little videos and tag me or whatever. And I don't know, I just, just I, I find that cool. I find that uh, to be very, I don't know, lifting, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it brightens my day. Cause I, I'm glad that I was able to uh, pass along something to somebody that uh, they were able to have fun with. So, yeah. I'm with you. We never set out to uh, attain numbers or quit our day jobs. It's just, yeah. it's fun hanging out. And I've been going through a bunch of our old random ones that didn't quite make the cut. And, you know, we still got some good work, even in the super early ones when we were terrible. It was still <laughs> just fun. I think yeah. sometimes we have a few nuggets on like this random thing that'll, that actually comes in a lot of use elsewhere. Or if we run across a new booze that we think someone should try that maybe you hadn't heard of or a drink, you know, that's, that's what I would like to hear. Um, yeah. And kind of like speaking of, you know, the seasons season, this being season three, this is more like, it's almost like a soft opening type of season three. Cause you know, we got to get Dinger back on here, which he will be shortly. He's yep. still around if this, uh, we did not drop a member, but, uh, <laughs> all right. There's three of us. Yeah, I know. Um, I sometimes but, forget that, that while we're recording, the audience isn't privy to the text messages we've been sending previously. <laughs> so I'm just like, Oh yeah. Dinger said he, you know, had, had to bounce on this one. Yep. 
probably worth noting in the actual audio part. Right. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. Same, same as usual. You know, he's got get up and big meetings in the morning and all that stuff, but, uh, we'll get him. He'll, he'll be on here shortly. And we'll, I think we'll do an official kickoff right. for season three. Um, plus I have a uh, tremendous amount of questions about the golf tournament coming up. Me too. <laughs> I'm playing it and I got a few questions. On. It was out of nowhere and, and I'm intrigued, but we'll, we'll save it for the episode. Okay. Yeah. That how it actually came about is, is actually a little funny, but, um, but yeah, we will get into that right now. It's just kind of, I just want to get on here, chat with you, see what you've been up to, what you've been drinking. And uh, we'll do an official kickoff for season three, which just to tease it a little bit more, I'm pretty excited about. We'll kick it off with this golf tournament, with this uh, this little uh, always parched, I don't know, sponsorship. And then we'll, uh, I really am excited to kind of do more of a deep dive into some of the local spots around around the valley kind of hit up some of those talk about what they're doing and really how you know how to kind of adapt that to the for the for the home bartender around here um or anywhere really but uh but some of the spots have been doing really good stuff so i think it'll be fun to kind of get out there and see what's going on but uh for now let me ask you the age-old question what you sipping on I am glad you asked because mm-hmm. I know we've been texting about this quite a bit. So I was in Whole Foods. Whoa, <laughs> pop the mic there. So I was in Whole Foods and this was a company I actually had previously followed on Instagram and I was surprised to see it in Whole Foods in the vermouth section. It is uh, lo-fi aperitifs. They make uh, sweet vermouth, dry vermouth, and um, a gentian amaro. And so I picked it up. What I didn't realize is that they're positioning themselves as sort of a Campari replacement. If you go to their website, a lot of their recipes have their pro- their Amaro instead of Campari. And so I was super excited to try that. And I got to say, I got one, I know there's a lot of recency bias in this. Two, I know this is very blasphemous, but I may never buy a bottle of Campari again. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. This hey, stuff yeah. is real good. And the application of swapping it for Campari has been a success across the board. There are so many substitutes now for Campari that I, I don't necessarily grudge you for that. I mean, it is obviously a very classic right. uh, spirit or liquor, liqueur, I guess. I don't, I guess I'm not really sure which one it falls into, but uh, that a lot of the classic cocktails have in it negroni obviously being one of our top favorites i'm sure we've talked about that on a number of occasions but um but you're right i actually uh, on that note i don't know how long it's been since i've owned an actual bottle of campari it's it is it's been some time because i have some that are are, are very very similar not quite the same and there are times where i think mm, i think i would prefer actual campari in this um right. sometimes i feel like that bitter burned orange comes through stronger on campari than it does in some others um but there's been times that i've found that i've i've been just as happy if not more so with with whatever is being substituted i think the one that i currently have right now that i'm actually very happy with is actually called by uh, the brand negroni right which kind of threw me. <laughs> and it's just the bitter i think it's mm-hmm. just called bitter negroni bitter aperitivo maybe and that very similar, but uh, but 
very solid replacements, but yeah, I've had a, a two or three different, different, um, things that I've tried that are very similar, but there's no shortage of them. Let's right. say that, but I have not had yours lo-fi. And I wouldn't even say this is, um, the profile isn't that similar, even though it works perfectly as a substitute, uh, where most, um, substitutes kind of have that bitterness like it's more of a bitter aperitif and this is more spice let me i got the bottle so it's got um orange oil bitters hibiscus grapefruit ginger and gentian root flavors says the bottle so it has more of a, a warm spice to it than bitter and so like I sent you in the text, I put it in a jungle bird and it was amazing. Mm. The best jungle bird I've ever made, not the best I've ever had. That <laughs> was at, uh, damn it. Uh, what's JJ's other place in, in Sky Song? Bello Osteria and Pizzeria. That, yeah. So that was the best one I've ever had. I've had some bad ones too. It's not always, I don't know how it, how some are bad. Yeah. It's it, pretty straightforward drink. It's not it got a lot really of really is. I think, and this is probably more specific to me. And I think Campari plus rum is not, doesn't work for me unless it's done really well. And so a jungle bird just sort of generically doesn't always hit the spot, but at a fellow fantastic. And with the lo-fi Amaro, perfect because you know it's got the hibiscus and ginger and all the other stuff i said before which actually seems to go perfectly with that kind of drink yeah i'll have to give it a whirl i've uh i never think to look in whole foods for since i know they only do you know beer and wine and stuff right so. yeah i was surprised really. to see it but uh glad i picked it up and i gotta say my new favorite negroni is the saint george terroir gin hmm. with uh this lo-fi amaro and then i happen to have dolan which i think is good for a negroni anyways dolan sweet vermouth yeah those three i which i'm actually drinking right now a true true always parched style <laughs> talk about something forever and then finally say what's in it yeah <laughs> but uh so those three in this hands down my favorite negroni nice well now I have to try it. So. <laughs> now I feel like I've hyped it up quite yep. a bit, but I feel confident that it'll live up to what I've just said for the last half hour. Okay. Well, bet. Let's got to check it out. We're recording on a Monday and I felt like I had a few drinks each night over the weekend. So my, my standard, I never do, you know, what is it? You know, no drink or like dry January, no drink November or whatever, you know, month it is or whatever. But I really do consistently try not to partake in adult drinks for at least four straight days throughout the week. So, you know, barring any holiday or some, some sort of one-off weird celebration or wedding or something like that. So most of the time it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So gotcha. according on a Monday not having not not sipping on anything not sipping on anything alcoholic that being said i do have what has become one of my favorite na drinks which is not a cocktail per se but it's called tapache and remind me if i've 
if I ever re- even brought this up to you, did I nope. ever tell you about this? No. Okay. New information for Micah even. So Tapache, it's canned Tapache. So I had probably only heard about it maybe, or at least first tried it. I think I'd heard about it maybe a while ago, even more than a year ago, but I first tried it a year ago when my neighbor, neighbor's sister basically came over and, or was visiting and she made several bottles of it. And what it is, it's fermented pineapple drink. Hmm. So it's fermented pineapple juice, but you can infuse it or do different types of flavor pairings with it. So you can throw it while it's fermenting, you throw in some ginger with it, um, jalapeno maybe for, for a little bit of kick or something like that. But you can kind of, there's lots of different ways you can, you can kind of tinker with the, those flavors, I guess. But she had a homemade one and it was really good. And I liked it a lot. And, you know, I was like, oh, guys, send me the recipe. You got to check it out. And what she did, I was like, oh, man, I got to do all this. And, time. <laughs> and I, you know, I just, <laughs> I never got around to it. And like six months later or something like that, I was walking through one of one of my go-to liquor spots, um, Tops in Tempe. And and in the cooler, I just saw, you know, a line of this Tapache. It's, it's by De La Calle. And they have, I think, four, five flavors, maybe four, four or five different flavors. And I was like, oh, got to try that. Grabbed one. It's delicious. It mm. was, it's really good. <laughs> and, and the flavors are great. Like there's a pineapple spice, a mango chili, like a ginger one. So, and they all kind of have a similar, you know, profile, but eat whatever the flavor is, like those particular flavors are just amped up a little bit more. So right. whatever. Yeah. They're really tasty. Hmm. I, just, well, it, I will it, check that out. Yeah. If you drink it or if you, if you, if someone were to say that's a cocktail, you might think, Oh, this is, it's, it's just got like some unique kind of, it's interesting enough that you might think it's a cocktail or something, but it's the fermenting, I think obviously is probably the key component to that. Is <laughs> a little bit of that funk, but uh, I, I enjoy it quite a bit. I think it actually, and it mixes really well with like tequila or, or uh, mezcal or something like that. I think you could just, probably throw those two together and it would work out just well, maybe like a little lemon juice or something like that. But yeah, this has been one of my, my go-tos as of late. So it felt appropriate. It's not, it's not quite a cocktail, but it's, I think it's, I think once you and Dinger, I'm pretty sure Dinger's had it, but it feels like it would be always parched approved. So. Yeah. Well, I'll give it a go. And if we can get two out of three, we should have sort of a rating system like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> AP approved. Yeah. You got to get two thirds vote. Right. It's like in Minority Report. If two out of the three, <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Just get rid of that other <laughs> report. Nice, nice reference. Yeah, Very timely. <laughs> yeah, right. This could have been recorded like 15 years ago. It's like our uh, fiery Mandarin one that's coming out. Yeah. It was so delayed, but now it's relevant again because michael keaton's reprising batman so it's like (laughs) topical that is so that's so crazy to me um i can't wait yeah i think i did see somewhere read some somewhere that he it fit that he was very proud of the fact that his old batman suit still fit (laughs) that's pretty impressive Mm -hmm. i got a question for you um how has the uh, bar reduction gone. I know you were you were down to a solid, almost like twelve bottle bar. If maybe yeah, well, even even under that, 
I think I made it all the way down to seven. And then it was just, no, it's expanded. Not a ton, but I've definitely been purchasing things because it just, when you get down that far, it's just super boring. And then you're pretty much drinking just to empty the bottle. Not like, (laughs) yeah, not like in a compulsive way, but when you really want to drink and you want something good, it's, uh, I've got, very few options. So I guess I'm going to drink some allspice dram on the rocks. Like, oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> no one enjoys that. No, no. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that, uh, w- with seven, eight, anything under 10 bottles, you, you probably dialed into a few drinks, a few actual recipes that, you know, you yeah. Know, and they got to be pretty straightforward. Um, so I've, there's, there's a, I've been really into some liqueurs, mm. a lot of modifiers. I still have the base spirits and then work from there. So I've been trying to do a lot of experimentation with stuff I hadn't had before. Getting back to kind of like how many bottles you have on your shelf, how many would you say you, you probably have now? Mm, probably st- uh, 14. Oh, Okay. Still very reasonable. <laughs> yeah, it's it's still super small. It only fits like half the cabinet. But yeah, at least now have enough to make interesting things. Yeah, my thing over the pandemic, you know, if you if you remember, was I kind of switched into a little bit of a whiskey gear where I was starting to actually try to not try to, but just always keeping my ears open for for you know these these either allocated whiskeys or whiskeys that were harder to come by. Um, and I, I accumulated a small collection of those and they're good. I like them a lot. And, you know, there's still, and there's even some that I've had that I've killed that I've some bottles that I've, you know, killed that are, have, you know, the 2021 version of it, you know, has surfaced, but I've, I've been pretty good. I've, I've kind of laid low on it and just like thought, no, I'm not going to go buy, another one just because I know I still have about, I still have a decent collection of those. Um, and in general, I, you know, I've kind of come off of that high a little bit and back to the baseline of it's just sweet oak juice. Like <laughs> it's good. It, you know, there are some right. ones that are better than others for sure, but I can only, I can only, you know, do bourbon neat for so long. Like that it's really just a matter of uh, a satiated palate for me. I'm, I'm was ready to move off of it. I, yeah, I am off of it now more. So I do enjoy me a good old fashioned still, but I I'm back to like go to, you know, probably like a rum old fashioned or right. a real drink these days. So, so yeah, that was last summer's thing. Now it's on to uh, these days. I'm definitely experimenting more with, with gin and tequila yeah getting back into gin haven't had done that in a while so that's where my uh that's where i'm at in in the rotating cycle of of drinks and and i made one speaking of gin i'm you know i created one and i don't do a lot of like originals Mm -hmm. you do a lot very often or mostly i think i do I've been trying to by necessity or just (laughs) no, I, I don't know. I, I have it in my head to try and make things that I think are originals, but honestly, just because of the internet, I'm, I feel like 
everything has been not everything's been done, but yeah. it's unlikely you'll make a drink that is truly original, even if it's right. totally out of your own brain. You didn't see any other reference. There's you know probably ten of your recipes on all other platforms. Right, uh, definitely, and um, I'm with you because there are, there are certainly times like this weekend. You know, had tequila. We were we had blackberries that were going bad. Uh, some basil that was on you know its last life, and I was like, ah, I'm just gonna throw some blackberries in and you know muddle some blackberries with some basil, a little bit of tequila. You know, basically just like a, a margarita, just with a little bit of a, some color and a little bit of herbalness to it. But uh, yes, I made that on the fly. It, mm-hmm. Am I under the <laughs> under the illusion that that is an original? No. <laughs> right. So, you know, just uh, throwing together a few things here and there that, yeah, you don't have to look at a recipe book for. But, um, but that being said, there is one that, again, the likelihood of creating a brand new original not high, but I did create one for a, a, just a local dinner competition here. And, you know, I, I know several of the industry folks uh, submitted for it and some of the stuff looked really good, um, mm-hmm. presented nicely. Some presented better than they sounded. Some sounded great, didn't present nice or whatever. But, you know, I'm, I was just like not, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't get my high, my hopes up too high. Just thinking, I know that some of these guys mess with tinker with these different things every day, you know, right. they're, they're working, they're working. Maybe they just throw one together, you know, a small variation just until they really feel like they nail it. Plus I, I one of the biggest, one of the biggest advantages I would have to say is being able to hand it off to, you know, somebody else, another bartender that you're working with and be like, Hey, taste this. What do you think? Right. But that was a long, intro for saying the one I created, I was actually very proud of. Like I was very happy with how it came out. I thought it looked good. I thought it tasted good. It was unique enough that you would sip it and probably be like, Hmm, you know, that's, that's different. Not, not weird different, but just something in there different, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But also I don't want to say crushable, but definitely I feel like you could have more than one. Sometimes you get some things you're like, Oh, that's weird. But one yeah. i'm good with one definitely i feel like <laughs> I, I i personally have have you know made more than once more than one uh at a sitting and it didn't get selected not bitter about it like i said <laughs> not bitter at all the sons of yeah. uh <laughs> now but i did think it was interesting enough that i i would have liked to have like put it out there for this it was like a little a dinner that you would have presented it to a right party of like 40 i really would have liked to have gotten some just to see how it how it fared Mm -hmm. Uh, so the drink itself now that i've said everything without actually saying what it was it was a gin drink so it was a gin i know in true ap fashion yeah i'll finally tell you what the drink is it's it's a gin drink um I, it, it, but it was a Japanese gin. So I did an ounce and a half of the Japanese gin with a half an ounce of sake, um, Arizona sake. If anybody from here has had Arizona sake, really good. It's a really well, like highly acclaimed sake that from a guy who makes it up at North. If you, if you've heard of this before, ever had Mm-mm. it? No. In Prescott or Flagstaff, but uh, it's like a, a nationally acclaimed sake 
or something hmm. like maybe even world, but um, yeah, he just moved here from Japan and started making sake. But in any event, did a little bit of that with um, Umeboshi, which is kind of the, the showstopper in the drink. Cause I had never heard of it mm-hmm. until I was really doing some research into this. And, and Dinger was obviously a, um, I think he may have suggested, we were going back and forth with a few ideas, but he threw that out there. I said, what, what is that? Never had that. And umeboshi is a salted fermented plum. Hmm. That is, I guess, pretty well-known or widely used uh, in a lot of Japanese dishes. And they sell it at Whole Foods and you can get the whole plum or you can get like a small pack of the whole plum or a paste. So I got a paste. It's salty. It's got hmm. a very, it's got some salt to it, but it's got an interesting, you know, pickled fruit flavor. Um, made a syrup out of that. So I used a little bit of that with a little bit of lychee or lychee. Never know how to say that. <laughs> lychee syrup as well some lemon juice, muddled some cucumber in there, threw a little bit of grapefruit when I was shaking it uh, just to give it like a hint. And I thought that shit came out good. <laughs> I really liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought the play, the, I thought the flavors worked really well together. I thought kind of the Japanese influence kind of worked really well. You know, this Japanese uh, plum with lychee with some sake, uh, I thought it came together really nicely. Yeah, I definitely so, want to try it. I know. I was like, dang, when I, I, I made that, I was like, this this feels like a drink you I'd pay, you know, whatever it is now, fifteen bucks at a at a at a cocktail spot for, but um no need to do that. You just come over here, I'll make it for you free. <laughs> so that was that was probably my most my most recent uh liquor, I'd say my I don't even know story, I guess my the only most recent interesting thing I've been messing around with liquor wise. I have gone insane with the uh, filtering. I am now <laughs> triple filtering fruit juices. <laughs> I'm squeezing it. I'm, um, and then I'm putting it through the uh, fine mesh, running it through the nut milk bags yeah but then so it goes through there and then it's going through a coffee filter so oh. there are no particulates in say, my citrus and it's ridiculous and so unnecessary but that's that's where i'm at yeah everything minus the nut milk bag i mean minus the coffee filter i was thinking <laughs> yeah that that's on brand that seems you know it's not that much more but it should and a coffee filter on top of that that's... it should stop before the coffee filter there's <laughs> no need for that nonsense but yeah. it does uh, bring me a little joy. So I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> there you go. To each their own, my friend. And I'm probably even ruining the flavor by removing too much stuff, but <laughs> it's just coming out water. It just, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm doing it and I like the results. All right. I like it. All right. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to get back into it. So yes, chat excited to, uh, start mixing some stuff up again i um i got the boost to spare so <laughs> i need some reasons to start mixing stuff up again uh, all the all that downtime with no visitors for so long i still have quite the stash my yeah. new rule though is three 
I will not buy a new bottle until I kill three bottles. Wow. So How's that going for you? It's going, but you wouldn't know it by the look of it. So I'm yeah, sure if you were to ask my wife this exact same question, she would say, it's going terribly. <laughs> <laughs> well, but. I want the three of us in a room so I can crack open the green chartreuse VEP. Yes, let's do it. That was for your birthday last year, technically. And we're going to crack. Maybe we can crack it over for your birthday this year. There we go. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Let's do it. All right. Well, good luck editing this down to 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> but for those that have stuck with us and are also just on the edge of their seats, waiting for more content, it's coming and it's a desert out there. So stay hydrated, kiddos. Thanks for sticking with us. Dinger were here to see how many times you've hit that microphone. I know. <laughs> Glad he's never gonna know. <laughs>